What's going on, Big Story of the Day podcast listeners? Today is June 2nd. I almost screwed it up. June 2nd of 2020. Uh, obviously, a uh, pretty chaotic few days here. So hopefully us talking about a stupid TV show that aired a decade ago will help you. Uh, today I'm joined by Matt Burton. We'll be doing Friday Night Lights Season 2, Episodes 6 through 8. Uh, just as a programming note, Brady and I will be recording on Wednesday night. So that podcast will be in your feeds on Thursday. And Madison and I will actually be recording on Friday so we will uh, be dropping that on Friday afternoon. So there's your two uh, updates there. But Mr. Burton, how's everything going in your world, man? It's fantastic. Um, crystal kind of clear the, yet the again. Tired. Yes, crystal clear, not over the phone again. We are back in business here in the studio. Uh, and Kind of an exhausting weekend, um, just with everything going on. But uh, no, happy to be here. Happy to be talking about uh, a silly TV show. A silly TV show, indeed. Um, and I would say this is some of the silliest it is There's a couple of a couple storylines here that I just don't totally understand. Same. But we'll dive into this. Okay, so this uh, show, this episode opens up with the Taylors being in their home. Uh, Coach Taylor is getting his first paycheck, mm-hmm. and it is far less than he was anticipating, and it leads to him having a conversation with Buddy Garrity. My first question, what coach gets paid from the Booster Club? Uh, zero of them. N- none of them, correct? Zero, zero of the coaches, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was so puzzled by that. I go, wait, is that like a Texas thing? Right. So I asked my dad. He goes, no, I've never heard of any coach negotiating with a booster club ever. No. And I said, if okay. You're getting paid by the school. I mean, I guess if someone, if the booster club wants to give you money on top of that, but that's not the booster club's job. Right. The booster club's job is not to pay coaches everything. It's to like a fundraising for and it would know, be equipment the same and check anything. that you're getting from the school. Yes. Yes. No. So that that would not happen. Definitely not. And uh, yeah, thirty-seven percent less uh, less salary than what he was getting before, but yeah. only because they had to pay uh, the tyrant, who was you know yeah. fired uh, unjustly or justly, whatever you want to say. Um, but yeah, they had to pay uh, two coaches at the same time. Yeah, the booster club of this place, which not the school, not the school, the booster club. I don't think coaches have contracts. I think if a coach gets Uh, fired, they might get like some severance, but they're not getting paid for an entire season that they're not coaching. Right. That's not a thing. No, I don't think that's a thing either. I I guess if you're getting paid through the booster club, I guess that's a thing. Maybe. maybe. But uh, yeah, definite flaw. Flaw on the TV show here. Yeah. Um, So Coach Taylor ends up becoming the athletic director, and there is a 10 out of 10 uh, volleyball soccer coach in this who comes in and just berates him because Coach Taylor is now the new athletic director and he goes, I'm going to kill Buddy Garrity. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is every women's soccer coach at every high school, I assume. Yes, yes, I would say so. Women or or tennis. I think tennis uh, does sort of the same thing. But, uh, yes, no, Buddy Garrity. (laughs) Coach Taylor getting the AD job and expecting not to have to deal with that. I mean, what was what was he expecting? He was expecting he was just gonna be football coach and that's right. it. Like, no, you're you gotta accept more responsibility, dude. It, he, I like that they tried to like Coach Taylor acted like he had no idea what an athletic director was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All of his. He's years. like, what comes along with that? I go, you've been a football coach. What do you mean? What comes along with that? A lot more than what you're doing right now. That is what comes along with that, and it includes getting soccer balls for the women's soccer team sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it's fun that he is now the athletic director of the of the Dillon High School. But that is true. The I mean, in I mean, in college too. The, was your uh, athletic director a full time job at UConn? Uh, yes, he just he was just athletic director. That's all he did. Yeah. See, this is Dillon supposed to be in 
six A football, right? So they're a big right. school in Texas. You would yeah. So you would assume it's not like yeah, it's not like they're what Minko. I'm just trying to think Minko or like Meeker or somebody like, like Marlowe's athletic director was also like the middle school vice principal. Right. But like you're the middle school vice principal. That's not. That is the smaller portion of your larger job as athletic director. You know what I mean? Yes, of course, of course. Yeah, no. So I don't know, A, what Coach Taylor thought that he was going to be doing as AD, if he just thought it was going to be business as usual. Right. As a football coach. Yeah. Um, I just sent invoices yeah. to places. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, yeah whatever. Just, yeah. Yeah, sure. But no, yeah. Uh, coach Taylor, uh, getting paid more, but not. Okay, so now he's doing athletic director, and he's still not getting paid what he was getting paid before. Right, he's still making less. Yes, after he just won a state championship. Took a huge pay cut. Oh, man. You hate to see it. And you know he, really got a, see it. he got a huge bump at the college. And so now he went from, like, I won a state title, I'm making this much, to now I'm a college assistant coach, I'm making this much, which is more. Yep. And now I'm, like, way down at the rung of the ladder. Yes. After, after having a kid, too. After having an unexpected kid. Right. Uh, just, uh, yeah, them's the breaks. That's tough. This is the breaks. It's a tough break. It is a tough break. Uh, can I tell you what? Can we talk about my favorite or my most heated portion of these episodes? Because really, they're not, I wouldn't say exactly, uh, stellar three episodes. Right. Uh, the the murder storyline progresses here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll follow that moment. My number one storyline here is Matt Saracen turning into, like, Hugh Hefner. He's the guy. Matt Saracen, he's having a moment. Man, he's having he's a, just uh, impulsively kissing every woman who talks to him. Like he's just full fledged Matt. I mean, Matt Saracen rolled into his own. He's got the confidence, man. He's like, you know what? He it's it's what it was. He gets his heart broken by Julie, right? Uh, his tells Julie was, off. Yes, and tells Julie off. So now he's riding that wave of confidence. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I don't, I don't need you. If you don't want to be with me, I don't need you. Okay, screw you. Right. I'll show you. That's what he's doing. He's he's right. showing Julie. He's like. Got the confidence. He's got that swagger. He's like, no, what? I'm the starting quarterback of the state championship, Dylan Panthers. Yeah, these lips go where they want, consensually. Consensually, good call. Um, especially with football players in Texas, of course. Um, can you agree with me that his new girlfriend, who I don't even have a name of, uh, Lauren was okay. Her name. Yeah, a 500 percent improvement on Julie Taylor. Yes, a 600 like so much better. Like. There's no negative qualities that I saw in this girl other than she just really likes Matt Saracen a whole lot. And, like, that's a little weird because she's new in town and she hardly knows him. But she's, like, immediately all in. She seems super chill. She's, a, I mean, attractive young woman. She's on the cheer team. I mean, all of these things. And Matt, you could make the case not screwing it up, hooking up with a college girl who's living in his house. You can make the case he is screwing it up. Yeah. But... This new girlfriend, I think, should have been primary focus number one because it was such a vast improvement for what he was dealing with. I think so, too. And plus, there are only certain times in your life where a woman will be that forward with you Yeah, about how much she's like into you. Well, she's a great negotiator, so I think she's pretty upfront. She's a great negotiator. And she like she came up to Matt Saracen when, when he was with like his friends yeah. and basically like singled him out and was like, Hey, like I'm the new Chile. Looking forward to talking to you more. Yeah, like obviously showing interest first. Sure. And Matt was doing his babbling brook thing that he always does. He's like, kind of uh, mumbles yeah, uh, and- yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah, okay. He plays awkward well. He he does, which makes me think I don't know if he's just like a bad actor or like no, no, no I've that's seen him in other him. stuff. He's not awkward like that. 
What else has he been in? I was because I was trying to rack my brain. I've never seen him. Other crappy TV shows. Okay, cool, perfect. Yeah. Um, but no. So, anytime a girl is that like forward with you, yeah, I feel like okay, like she's like I gotta I gotta see what all this is about. Right. I'm that immediately makes me interested. Right. Which that doesn't happen often. Which is right. why sure you got to pursue that. Right. And for him to follow Smash's advice of all people. The voice of reason. Smash the voice. voice of reason. Who he's been pissed at this entire season. Right. He decides, you know what? Smash has got a point. Smash has got something here. Even though I've been pissed at him this entire time, he's got a point. I'm going to ask for an open relationship in high school. Yeah, we'll see if that works. <laughs> um, the fact that Matt Saracen is talking to this girl and she says, I'm a great negotiator. And they go to purchase a car, and her great negotiating is saying, did you know that you're selling a car to the quarterback of the Dillon Panthers? That was her great negotiating? Mm. Ugh. That, that, was, that was the trick? <laughs> she, really, she really talked herself up a whole lot. She did. That's why, if she would have just done that, like... If she got $200 knocked off, really? That's your... If she would have just done that on a whim, then I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. But she talked herself up right. before. I thought, oh, man, they're going to get the half price. She under-delivered. She absolutely did. So we can't have that. Uh, okay. So let's talk about the more pressing, bigger issue here. Murder. 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 There yeah. is a lot here with Landry and his father and Tyra and uh, a brother involved. Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack here. But as far as whenever you... There's a scene where Landry's father is in the police headquarters or the sheriff's office or whatever he is. Um, and there's a new investigator from out of town who's coming to help, and they are talking about the fact they have found out that there was carpet fibers on the on the gentleman's body, mm-hmm. um, and it was this model of car and this year, and you can see his father's like, "That's what year my wheels are turning." Yeah, this is my my son drives a similar car. What were your what did you think was going to happen next? Oh, I thought his well, I thought his dad was going to. I mean, because his dad obviously knew he like had a. Because he was kind of been, on to it. He was kind of on to it that him and Tyra had been seeing a lot of each other and Tyra is not exactly in Landry's league. Right. We'll call it what it is. Not exactly in Landry's league. Um, and I thought I thought that he was going to like have him like turn himself in. Like I thought he was going to right. not turn himself Or like at least have him explain what happened. Sure. Which, I mean, if he would have just explained it, I feel like... Maybe he wouldn't have gotten in, in as much trouble, um, but you can't like hide. A, you can't like just dispose of a body, right? Like so, he would have gotten in trouble, and I think his dad knew that. Yeah, that he that he messed up not calling someone right away and like doing something about it right away, like whenever it happened. So I thought he was going to talk to him and be like, "Hey, we'll like I'll talk to someone. We'll bring you in. We'll talk to whoever we need to, and explain what happened." Right. Uh, this is not the case. Not the case. Not what happened at all. Uh, Which I don't even know why I try to guess about what happens in the show anymore because it's so ludicrous. It's it just yeah. Um, before we get into Landry's father turning his car into a giant fireball, which will be really hard to explain the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentions that they had found blood at the almost a Tasty Freeze. Was yes. Tasty Freeze from a different TV show at the <laughs> Alamo Freeze? How did they find the blood? How do they know that he had got a hit there? 
Yeah, I don't... You know what I mean? Yeah. They just... Oh, they found blood at the Alamo Freeze. Well, how did they know the Alamo Freeze was the scene of the crime? Who... Right. How did they know any of that information? How did they know to look for blood there? Yeah. They're... Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, wheels are turning for me now. Wheels are turning for me. I'm finding the the plot holes here. Either these guys are just scanning the entire town of Dillon for blood, (laughs) or... Someone had to tip them off, and it's and it's gonna be old blood too, right? right? It's, they didn't weeks. just find it, yeah, like weeks. Old. Well, no, is that the state championship game? This is an entire Tired fall year. semester, so the summer had gone by. Yes, so and they're still finding blood. Found blood. No one knows other than Tyra and Landry, right? About where it obviously happened. there's no video because they're like, we think he got hit with a hard object. Like right. there's video, they would know. So there's no surveillance, right? So. That only leaves the gas station employee. I guess. We said that he Months had to... Months later, he's like, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it... We said that I, he had to have heard it, he had right? To. So... It jogged his memory. He's like, you know what? I think someone got murdered out in my parking lot. Right. Even though he didn't go out there whenever all the commotion was going on. At the time, I thought it was nothing. I thought it was just the normal was, everyday you know, rape. But now I think it might yeah. have been murder. Just just normal yelling and, you know... Sound, it it sounded like someone got hit over the head with a pipe. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. I did say Alamo <laughs> Freeze. Alamo Freeze was the first scene. That was at a convenience store is when they yes, clocked true. him down. Yeah. Just for they bonked him. keeping all my P's and Q's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but so then Landry's father nukes his own car. Do mm-hmm. we even need to go into why this is a horrible strategy? Uh, no. no. VIN the, number on the car, first off. And you would think his dad, being an officer... Would know all this. Would know. So that car's going to get found eventually. Yes. There's a VIN number on it. Mm-hmm. Why did this car get torched? Right? Like, this it's be not the- like this. It's not like a car is like a piece of paper. Right. Where you torch it, there's not going to be anything left. Right. And so they say in this episode, they're going to like, oh, we want, we're going to get the DMV to go look at how many of these cars exist in Dillon. Right. Okay. They said there's 20. So you think they're going to do their due diligence on all 20. Yeah. At least in the minimum. So if they come up to the Landry's and they say, hey, can we just take a quick peek inside your car? I know, Officer Landry, this sounds crazy, but, yeah. oh, we don't have that car anymore. Like, that would immediately be a red flag, right? Immediately. Yes. Like, oh, this is kind of like, strange. I th- I've never committed a crime quite at this level. Uh, but I think the better move would be like to go like a used car dealership in like Oklahoma, right? And like trade it in. Yeah, go trade it in. or But far yeah. away. Which right. Like, oh, yeah, we bought a new car, but we bought it in Norman. If you right. want to drive the eight hours or whatever. Yeah, you can go You can go up there if you right. want. But, which, I or mean, I feel like, I feel like uh, it's been a year since this has happened, correct? Like, well, like it's a, been like four kind months of a year, or so. Like, yeah. A couple months. The course um, of the summer. And you would think that this would no, be. No, actually, you're right, because it would have been in the football season. Right. Okay. So, so Well, yeah, maybe like uh, eight, seven So, like uh, seven September months? of the yeah. year before, and now it's. Right. August? Yeah. So you're almost to almost, a year. Almost to a year. And you would think, you would hope that this would be like case number one in Dillon. Right. Like the this murder. would be the top of the priority. Because I don't think that they have many murders to go through. Right. And I feel like that would jump immediately to the top. It's like, well, we have this dog that's missing. And so they're just now doing... Someone's misplaced their cell phone. Yes. Yeah, so they're just now doing research on the cars and doing all that stuff. Right. So I guess it wasn't top priority. Murder is no. not top priority. No, they're working it for a long time. Right, exactly. Working it for a long time. It's a cold case at this point. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say that, that is the most unbelievable part. That a first off, that a police officer, well, you know, a father. I don't want to. I've never been a father. Right. 
So I'm not going to go ahead and report that I would know exactly what I would do, but it, doing that as a police officer is hard to imagine. But even if you did, he would have a better plan than just lighting yes. it into it a fireball. Mm-hmm. That and the police officers just happened upon blood outside of this right gas station. Outside of this gas station months and months later. Uh, do you want to talk about Santiago at all? Um, we can get into it's a it plot a little point. bit. We can, it's, a, it's a plot point. We it's something to, new. He got something introduced new. on the last three episodes. We re- we didn't talk about him at all. Right, no. Um, he gets out of prison. He knows Lila because Lila gives the worst sermon of all time at yeah. a prison and gets yeah. asked one follow-up and freezes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one follow-up was from Santiago, who is now looking for a place to live. Uh, so she gets, Lila gets her dad to hire him, and he's wrestling pigs at a- Yeah, like- I mean, at a hog fest of some kind. Yeah. So you want him as your entertainment. Yeah. But apparently he's a real athlete. And so Buddy decides what better way to use my employee than to make sure that he helps us win football games because it's everyone's first inclination. And uh, can I just go ahead and say that I think he's the worst actor on this show as far as pretending to be athletic? Yes. You can definitely say that. When he was running running his 40, they were clocking him for his 40. His hands were above his head. Oh, it was so bad. Like, it was so bad, and his head was just like, like straight, straight, like chin straight up in the up. air. Yeah, it was just that. And then they go, "Oh, he ran a four seven two. I was like, "Okay, yeah, he ran a four seven two. Not right even else. half believable." Yeah, I mean, it, come on, Smash can run a four two and Pat. So. Yes, and then them throwing it, them throwing him the football, and him just not catching any. That was believable. That's the most. That believable was actually part. just real footage. Yes. This like, hey, now <laughs> we're gonna have you run some routes, and we'll have you catch. Oh God, he's horrible. Right. How can right. we work this in? So uh, yeah, Santiago. Um, and then they explained his living situation. Um, He's supposed to be in custody of his uncle, but his um, uncle's been gone for 10 to 11 months. Yes. So it's really just him. He had been juvie for that entire time. Right, and he had been juvie. And then, so he gets out and really just on his own. Um, and then they want to, hand quotes, improve his living situation. So yep. they move him in with Buddy Garrity. Into a bunk bed. Into a bunk bed. I would not characterize that as improving your living situation. Okay. So we know that Buddy has one daughter, Lila, yep. and one son, Buddy Jr., mm-hmm. and his wife. Yep. Why does Buddy have a bunk bed? I think he has another little girl. Too. Oh, does he have another I little girl? I think he has another little girl, too. Don't quote me on that. But okay. I'm, pretty sure he has, I'm pretty sure he has the two young ones and then Lila. And then like Lila. Okay. Much older. But, yeah, no. Uh, give Santiago... I, I'm giving Santiago... Maybe an episode or two, and I, I've again never seen this show, so I'm giving him an episode or two um, until he's like, "Yeah, screw this, I'm not living with." At the Buddy end of the, at the end of this, we find out that he's going to get basically a tryout in the next episode for Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor says that he can come. Yes. Um. Just again, you haven't seen the show. Right. How do you think Santiago's football career goes? Not well. Okay, you think it's a disaster? I think it's a disaster. Um. Okay, my whole thing too is Coach Taylor's there watching Santiago do this little tryout and watching him fail miserably at catching passes. The only thing he's done well is supposedly he ran a four seven two. Right. That's the only thing he has done well. Um so and then they move Buddy they move him into Buddy Garrity's house so that he can play football. Why are we going through this much trouble for this guy to play football? That for a guy that a guy that's and not going to help our football and team, and I like that they label him a tight end after seeing the fact that he can't catch anything. He can't catch. No, he can't catch. He can't block. Can't block. He was like trying to hit those pads with Riggins later. And right. Couldn't even hit the pads. Yeah. So 
And Reagan's like, are you trying to break your neck? And he's like, everyone's going to start somewhere. I'm like, not with a broken neck. (laughs) Exactly. So my whole thing is like, after seeing that tryout and everything, why not just make him like a normal student? Why does he have to play football? It's because the only reason Buddy would let him move in. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why you'd go through that much trouble to, uh, to have him move in with Buddy Garrity so that he can play football, which he is obviously terrible at. Okay, so uh, the only other two things. First off, Bobby Roberts was the name of the soccer te- uh, soccer Robert, coach. Bobby yeah, Roberts. I'm, I knew I had written yeah. down her name. Yeah, she's like, she's damn, my damn glad to meet you. I'll be here every day. I'll be here every day yeah, until my like, girls get what they need. Like, Because I can't call you because we don't have phones. And I like that she's like, she was like, uh, how many footballs did this football team have? And he's uh, uh 37. Yeah, Let me guess. They all exactly. work. <laughs> Like that is every non-football coach in high school. She knows exactly. She comes in with a flat soccer ball. She probably only has like two left. Right, right. Thirty-seven. Man. And oh look, and she's like, "How much did these cost?" And then of course uh, Mac is like, "Yeah, we just got those. Yes. Everyone, everyone got one. Brand new. Brand All new. the football coaches. All the football coaches got one. They're great, aren't they?" She's like, "Well, I have to come back. You can't call me because I don't have phones in my office." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "So is she like in Al Qaeda? Like where? <laughs> how does she have nothing in this whole entire <laughs> just... operation?" Oh, man. Uh, okay, so we have Julie Taylor, Tim Riggins, uh, Jason Street. I'll wrap up very closely because his stint is extremely short. Yes. Uh, he gets talked to by Coach Taylor to come back and coach the team. Mm-hmm. That last one practice. Yep. Where, I'm going to be honest, I know that Jason was the number one recruit in the nation. Smart quarterback. In the one practice he's at, he's coaching offensive linemen. Yeah, like, yeah. on that reach block, you have to make sure you get your right ear hole on the outside of the left eye. I'm like, that's stuff I hear Sam talk about. <laughs> Why is Jason coaching the offensive lineman? And then, because that's Mac's job. We've and, known that already. And we we just saw a whole lawsuit about... The fact that he doesn't much, know how to hit anybody. He doesn't know how to do anything other than play quarterback. Right. So... Can we get Jason know. with Matt Saracen? Coach Taylor might need to get his money back from that lawsuit. No he may joke. Need to re-sue. He, I think they need to re-sue. I think so. Uh, but anyway, so then Jason has this, and this is like 10 minutes in this ep- the first episode, uh, this where he gives Coach Taylor all of his old game tape, and he says he's trying to find himself, and he thought football was going to be, but it's not going to be. And then Jason's right. just kind of gone. Yeah. Just kind of erase him from the, from the mind. There's a whole story with Tyra and Lila getting together a dance crew where the guy sh- shirtless doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, no. Um, so Riggins is the big story, and Julie Taylor. Do you have a preference of which one you'd like to do first? Um, let's go ahead and... Let's go ahead and get Julie okay. out of the way. So Julie's in love with her English teacher, who's also the journalism teacher. Right. Who uh, is young. Yeah. And in the most unbelievable fact, all the stuff. I mean, at one point, Smash said he could run a 4-2 in pads. Uh, two high school kids committed murder and seem to be getting away with it up until their father catches on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Saracen wins the state title. There's a lot of things in this show that are just truly unbelievable. Yes. A high school journalism teacher, having graduated from Columbia. Columbia. Ivy League, if uh, anyone doesn't know where Columbia is. Impossible. Ivy League school. What is a guy who graduated with a journalism degree from Columbia doing coaching, uh, teaching English and journalism in Dillon, Texas? If he was at some like big private school, I could even get behind it, right? Like right, a private was, high yes. school yeah. with tuition and like mm-hmm. he went to freaking Columbia. No. He has to be in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt from his student loans. And he's making thirty five grand a year teaching right. journalism. You'd think this guy would be at like Highland Park Actually, or this somewhere. Is, this is 
early 2000s. He's probably making like 27 grand. Yeah, he's, probably, he's not making anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, he would not be at Dylan at all. No. And honestly, if you graduated with any degree at, from Columbia, yeah. you're probably not going to be a high school teacher. No. At all. No. And he, yeah. he, he worked for a newspaper at one point. He worked for Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. If he works for a major publication, I assume it's safe to say that he could have got a job at another newspaper. Yeah. Uh, you One would think. You one Especially would think. with, even if he didn't do that well at his other job, he still got that Columbia like journalism degree. Yeah. So, so someone would hire him just based on that. So now that leads me to, okay, so why is this guy teaching? I think uh, Miss Taylor might be onto something. There should be some red flags. We're like, oh, we have this guy with an Ivy League degree who's been in journalism, who's young, and now he's wanting to come teach high school students. Yeah, that should be a bunch of red flags. And he is, I mean, just to me, very obviously flirting with Julia Taylor the entire time. Oh yeah, yeah, no. And then hit hit Miss Taylor. Miss Taylor confronts him. Yeah. About it. She did threaten to get him beat up. <laughs> she did. She definitely did. Well, he like gave her a book that was, uh, I guess, a mature yeah. book. We'll say uh, erotic. Erotic. Um, and then Miss Taylor, uh, Miss Taylor, Taylor checked. Describes him. it as erotic, and he describes it as funny. And I'm like, what yeah, book is uh, this yeah, that's also just, erotic and funny? But. It's funny, you know, me and this 16, 17 year old girl just laugh about just it. Giggling, you know, just, having just, lunch just so behind closed fun. doors. Just so much fun. Um, but. Yeah, no, a little pedo, little pedo vibes going on. Absolutely. Uh, for I can't remember his name. They're hanging out with each other at a football game. Yeah, that's a huge no-no too. That, that's, Can you imagine that I mean, happening? No, no. Miss Taylor should have checked him then. Be like, hey, yeah, the hell are you doing? I had a lot of like teachers that I, I, I would like a good rapport with. Yeah, I can never imagine sitting beside them for a couple of hours at a high school sporting right. event. No way, not a chance. And um, yeah, so this guy, Miss Taylor, checks him. It's like, hey, have you been? He hits her with the, I'm sorry, you feel that way. Yeah, just classic douche answer. Absolutely. I'm I'm sorry, you feel that way. I feel like you're being inappropriate. Oh, I'm sorry, you feel that way. And I also feel like you're being condescending. Like, yeah. Get her, Miss <laughs> Taylor. Him. Get, Get him. Get him. Get his ass. Um. So yeah, this guy, total pedo, and um, same guy that was in Glory Road, too. Yeah. Wait. He was the white guy that got benched uh, in the national championship game. Oh, whenever my they started, gosh. Whenever they started all five of the black players. Right. And uh, at first, he was a little pissed about it. Yeah, kept those little mini fit. A L- little pissed about and it. He buys but then it. he buys it. But then he gets it. He understands the point. But yeah, no. So he was kind of a little, you just, kind of a little you B-word. You just shook my world. He's Everything kind of that's happened yep. in the past 72 hours does not live up to the fact that you just proved to me Same. that Glory that guy Road. was at Glory Road as well as Friday Night Lights. Yep. What a big He's swing a, by this guy. Good for this guy. Good this, for this guy. This but, rando. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, total pedo vibes. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Miss Taylor gets to uh, actually beat him up. That guy gets fired. And first off, Miss Taylor not going to the principal who does not exist. Oh, yeah. Never see him. Yeah. Uh, or the superintendent who also does not exist. Apparently the whole school's ran through Buddy Garrity. Yeah. Uh, is impossible. Like, and she guy, also hasn't even told Coach Taylor. Right, right. I don't Your think. Hus- I don't think so. No, because she threatens to tell Coach Taylor. Right. Um, go ahead and tell him. Don't threat. Just tell him. Just tell him. Uh, that's not only is he Coach Taylor; he's her dad too. Right. So, 
go ahead and tell him, have him check him. Yeah. So, like, hey. but Julie Taylor finding a way to make every relationship she has just incredibly awkward and weird yes. and take everything personally is just she likes She likes the older men, but wait, wait until you're like out of high school. Yeah. She dated like, a college, college Swedish guy and she's like, you know what? Not enough. That's not, I, I'm not mature enough for him. But I'm mature enough for this 27-year-old Columbia grad. Just the worst. It is the worst. Just the worst. Just the worst. And, yeah, Julie Taylor is getting worse by the episode, so. But, yeah. All right, Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins shows up to practice after being gone to Mexico for a week and finds (laughs) out that he's been kicked off the team when his locker's empty, which is a reasonable response by Coach Taylor. Exactly. Uh so there's some plot points here where like Smash is like trying to get Tim back onto the team and he has him over for lunch or for dinner and all this stuff. Can I just address the big elf in the room that I don't think uh is ever mentioned? Smash is saying that without Tim blocking for yeah. him, that the offense will just implode. So you're telling me, Coach Taylor, this offensive guru, can't find a way to make an offense work without a fullback? Makes me think. I Should- Googled this. 25 NFL teams don't have a fullback on the roster. Do we have to take away his offensive guru He's tag? no longer an offensive guru. I we think he's more of a away. CEO coach. We have to take him away. He's we- just, yeah, just a CEO coach. You're telling me he can't scheme an offense that doesn't involve a freaking fullback? Yep. We're taking away that guru tag. This is 2005. Coach Taylor, can't believe you. Can't believe you. And also, they always talk about like his high-flying offense and like record-setting offense. They were down 37 to 0 at one point in this yeah, span. Yeah. With the fullback, which I get, like uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, and them, they have a fullback. Yeah. And they're a record setting offense. Uh, but it's also with Patrick Mahomes, not Matt Saracen at quarterback. So I don't know how, like, trend setting this offense Coach Taylor's running is. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Something's not adding up. I don't know how Tim Riggins is, like, the make or break deal for this. Uh, also, the Riggins brother in Miss Taylor's office messing with the breast pump. <laughs> this is great. Great. The Riggins brothers are really, I mean, 80% of the comic relief. Like, this oh, would yeah. be a really tense show. Maybe that's why he needs Riggins. Really. It's not even just the block. Like, it's not even just the blocking. They He's the glue guy, too. He is the glue guy. He'll crack jokes on everyone. So, Tim gets decides he's going to move out from his uh, brother's home. Yes. Because his brother's because sleeping his br- with. The neighbor. The neighbor. Who was also a pedophile. We have yes. two pedophiles now. Yes. Um, was sleeping with the neighbor. And so this is too awkward for him, so he's moving out. He moves in with Tyra for a few days, and she kicks him out. Mm-hmm. But his her stripper sister knew someone who needed a roommate. Yeah. And there is a scene where Tim shows up to this guy's house for the first time. And all he knows is that if he agrees to help uh, take care of the pets, he could sleep there for free. Okay. That's going to be the yep. deal going yep. into it. He knocks on the door, and this guy opens it up shirtless with a shark tooth necklace. And if there's ever a cue that that's not the environment you need to be in, a shirtless shark tooth necklace wearing man is the cue. Yes. Like, that is it. Yes. And I feel it's like it's like Tim Riggins, already, already a little grungy. Already, already, a, little, already a little grungy. He's taking it even more grungy. Yeah. And like he's he's like, okay, yeah, I could I could do this. I'm a grungy guy. But then the dude 
He just really likes around, this guy. Walking around whitey tighties. Okay, see, that's why I even wrote down. I was like, who? Like, I guess I missed or wasn't paying attention at this point about how Tim got to this guy's house. Tyra's so, sister so knew sister. him from okay. the strip club. So I didn't know if it was someone he knew. I was just like, because who the hell is this guy? I'm sure this guy's just talking to every stripper he knows. He's like, hey, if you know someone who needs somewhere to crash. Right, yeah. Literally just anyone. Just a person who can take care of some ferrets. Just anyone. Let me know. And the stripper's like, yeah, I got you. I'm basically Craigslist. Like- yeah, yeah, basically. Basically. Um, so yeah, Tim, that is just very confusing. But then, you know, realizes- Is that hey, guy the to- worst hunter that's ever existed, though? Yes. He's up there like loud talking, <laughs> like, and then starts rattling the antlers together immediately. After I'm like, bro, if there was any animal around you, they're not. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Um, so he yeah, threw a bottle good. off the top of the tree. I was like, and now you're going to try to like, coax them over here? I don't know much about hunting. Never been hunting. Truth be told, never fired a gun. I've never shot wow. a gun. Yeah, I've never shot a gun before. Okay. I know. Uh, am I really from Oklahoma? I don't know. Um, I would say yes, but barely. But barely, yes. Um, so, but I do know that silence is a is big key. portion of fighting. It's, it is or key hunting. here. Yes, you you don't want to be making uh, very much noise. But this guy did the opposite. Seems like he was just wanted to be out there making some noise with his new buddy, firing some guns. Right. I think less and less hunting. Yeah, uh, ferrets as a pet is weird. Uh, but this, the last time we see Tim is he's asked by this guy to go in and buy beer and some cold medicine. And I feel like if everyone can kind of figure out, like, oh, this guy's shirtless with a shark tooth necklace. He's yeah. sitting around drinking whiskey all the time. He's asked for cold medicine. Mm-hmm. And he has enough, enough expendable income to basically just have someone living on his couch. Yeah. How is he making it? Oh, okay. Cold medicine. Here's what I, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. But geographically, I should be. I should almost be an expert in this area just through osmosis alone because of the zip code I grew up in. <laughs> it's going to take a lot more than a couple of tablets of cold medicine to do what this guy's needing to do. Yes. There's a, there's a reason that uh, it's really hard to pull this off now, and uh, people aren't doing it with just NyQuil right. nowadays. Right. Exactly. I just <laughs> so, so this guy's going to go in there, Max, come back with what, two boxes? Max, yes. And you need 30? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Talk about cooking meth, by the way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. A little, little meth cook. Um. Yeah, I don't know the ingredients. I do know that cold medicine is the the key ingredient, I, I would say. It's the hard to come by. That's one. the reason you can't go buy Sudafed. That's why, a whole lot of Sudafed. Sudafed, yeah. So that's why when you go, you have to get ID'd. Is because yes. you're only allowed to buy so much in the course of a few weeks just to keep people from turning it into meth, uh, which is great. Yes. Uh, but so Tim's coming out with two boxes max. Right. And that two boxes of Sudafed is not enough. No. It can't be. So yeah, no. Um, Tim... Uh, did, okay, so does he figure out? He figured out, right? And he was like, "Okay, I can't do." I think this. Tim's he's still like living vaguely aware, but he's, right. he's he at least it's... knew that he needed to get football back. He was like, "I can't do this like twenty four seven, right?" Because he's not going to class anyway. But he would at least like to be on the football team, right? And uh, he admits that. Yeah, he goes to talk to Miss Taylor. And goes, also, the scene yeah. where him and his brother are in her office, and yeah. she's like. You know, if you want to talk about getting back to the football team, you just need to go talk to Coach Taylor because I have nothing to do with that. And his brother goes, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, see ya. All right, see ya. <laughs> like, Matt <says> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for everything. Like, no, 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 there's more going on here, champ. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, now, Matt, uh, when Tim came back to the football team at the end of the of season eight, or season, I always have, uh, episode eight. Um, He's working with Santiago. 
it, it no. Whenever he actually gets back into the team, oh, like Coach Taylor finally lets him. He goes and apologizes to everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he drops the forty six. I don't recall you playing in the games, and don't think you ever will. <laughs> Just, Tim, he's like, but I appreciate the effort that you give in practice, man. And Tim the guy's the like, best. thanks. It, he's always always delivers. Tim's he, a ten out. He will always deliver. And uh, yeah, no, so glad to have him. Back I'm like, I know this is gonna sound. I, this is gonna sound like I hate this guy, but it's, I'm glad that Taylor Kinch, or however you say his last name, didn't have a successful career outside of this for my own selfish reasons. Because I like just remembering him in this one moment. Yes, it'd be yes. weird if he was also like James Bond. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But the fact that like this this is what I know this guy for, and he is just a ten out of ten every single second he's on the screen is perfect. perfect. He is perfect. Yeah. He is perfect in it. Um you yeah, say anything else? That uh Matt Saracen looks like he's losing his virginity. Yeah. Uh to Carlota. Yeah. And uh, I so thought it was Car- I thought it was Carlita the entire time and then they started they putting, really start putting they, huge emphasis on yeah. the Carlota. There's like three episodes where they don't even really address her name. Right. And then that last one, they're like, okay, we need to work this. This girl's going to be around for a minute, so we need right. to work this in. Right. So Saracen dumps uh, Saracen, Lauren. Uh, I guess I guess she was no good, even though she was you know, awesome. Right. She, seemed, she seemed to be awesome. She seemed great. Um, Saracen, a junior. Yes. With, so Max, 17, likely 16. Right. Just got his license, actually, so we know he's 16. Mm-hmm. Carl Carlota is Carlota. what they're saying today. Carlota. But I thought it was Carlita. So Carlota in college, going through nursing school. Yes. So she's in nursing school. She's at least a junior. Yeah. So she's like, 20, 21? Yeah. So not with a sixteen year old. Not as egregious as I, the na- as Tim's like neighbor. Loves tipping this line, right? <laughs> they really do. They love making you question uh what you're okay with or not. Right. Um but uh I just—it's not as creepy as the thirty-five-year-old neighbor. It's like when they were filming this, they were like, "Oh yeah, the actor's twenty-five. But it's also, like, yeah, but he's playing a sixteen-year-old. Also, which is crazy. Yeah, no, I know. But Tim Riggins, like, he looks—he looks thirty. Thirty. Yes. So, uh, Matt Saracen does not. No. Look, he does not look. He looks like a high school kid. Um. So yeah, it's not as egregious as. But still, definitely illegal, right? But still, definitely illegal. Question. It's very it's, questionable. I mean, it's in the Julie Taylor Swedish category. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's always and it it is always blurred lines when it's a younger man and an which older I don't woman, understand. Which I don't understand because it is illegal across the board. But that's just yeah. That is how it is though. I yeah. mean, um, but yeah, still this it does love like putting this question in your mind. No doubt. The, sh- the show does. No doubt. Um and then yeah, La- and then at the very end Landry goes in uh confesses in the police department. He's like, "Yeah, I killed yeah. at the end of the, uh, episode 8." After his dad helped him cover it up. Right. Which yeah. now and now his dad's going to be in trouble cuz yeah. Landry's going to be like, "Yeah, no, my dad, my dad burned the car. car. <laughs> he burned the car. He burned evidence." Um and then last thing I forgot, uh or Two more things. Smash getting caught with uh, Latrell's girl yep. at, on his recruiting trip. Fantastic. That was yep. great. Because that dude, if that dude would have got a hold of him, I would have been Oh, did you notice out. that when Smash, because Smash is going through the recruiting thing here. Right. Uh, him and his mom going back and forth. Uh, not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But there's one scene where he's in his room and he's going through all the letters he's received. Yeah. And he's like, it's like a USC letter. Like, you know, it just says California real big, but it's maroon and yellow. And right. he sets it over to one side. Mm-hmm. And then he's holding one that is blue and gold, 
and it says Virginia. <laughs> so it's supposed to be West Virginia. It's like even got like right. the same logo. And he throws it in the trash. <laughs> I was like, the shade at West Virginia. Man, we're not even West considering Virginia. the Mountaineers. No. no, no, no. We're not considering the Mountaineers, but we're going on a recruiting trip to McNair State. Which uh, played really well against Oklahoma Southern. Yeah, right. It's the, the real OSU. The real OSU. The real Oklahoma OSU. Um, and then the very last thing, Matt rocking the Live Strong bracelet, and there's nothing more mid-2000s Wow. Than I did not notice. There's nothing more mid-2000s than rocking a Live Strong bracelet. Yeah. I remember when those were like everything. Oh, yeah. No, you had to have one. You basically. had to have a Live Strong bracelet. And no one gave a shit about cycling, but everyone had the No, Livestrong but you had bracelet. to have it because, you know, he survived cancer. Right. And then now we're finding out, but I think everyone already knew that he was a gigantic douchebag all these years. Oh, bro. Lance Armstrong, the worst. Lance Armstrong, horrible person. I'm glad he survived cancer because I don't want to buy yeah, that from right, cancer. Exactly. That guy's a horrible, but, terrible human. Yes. That's a story for another day. Exactly. All right, Matt. Appreciate it. Appreciate it as always, man. Uh, probably two more episodes and we'll be done with season two. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, next Monday, I'm assuming I'm still still the same. Still the same. Still going to be producing. And we'll, we'll knock this uh, out. God, I hope so. <laughs> we'll knock this out. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it yes, as always. Yes, sir.